Welcome to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. Feedback from uh, Chicago about your hot dog comment. The city of Chicago sent us feedback. They collectively got together and sent us feedback. The entire city of Chicago. The Wind City. Over 6 million emails. Was it one long apology for producing such shitty food? Oh, boy. Here we go. They wanted to let you know that go. they do not put ketchup on their hot dogs. But yeah. in my own research... I decided, well, what kind of hot dogs is Brian getting down there in Austin, Texas? So I looked up best hot dogs in Austin and found a list of the 12 best hot dogs in Austin. And they put shit all over this. There's ketchup. Yeah, but that was probably like Eater Magazine or some some bolt. Yeah. Just because people sell something doesn't mean I have to buy it, Kevin. Yeah. (laughs) Does it come in a can? Does it have a pull tab on top? Because if it doesn't, I'm probably not eating it. You, that's the only way you eat your tube meat. I forgot. <laughs> it's from a can with a pull tube. I know gotta it's understand. Safe. You gotta understand this. This media, uh, they run wild here, and mm-hmm. and I, I love I love this dear old city. I've I've had sex in every neighborhood in this entire town, but the media here sometimes spins stuff in a way that I don't care for, and sometimes they'll throw in a thing about like, hey, look at the look at look at. Look at fan. I don't even eat hot dogs, but this is this is uh you know Ronaldo's fancy hot dog factory, and then you go like, oh okay, I'll have a I'll have a regular uh, hot dog, and then they just give you uh, a slice of watermelon. They'll go like, it's a <laughs> it's a deconstructed hot dog, and you're like, what is this? And it's just some you know bullshit rock star chefs. And listen, I like to eat food, you know, like I. <laughs> I I, I I mean I I consider myself a food I'm a foodie you know I eat food literally literally almost every day and I, at least twice a week probably uh-huh. more I, I don't I just don't trust these pitchfork nerds that went on from you know not reviewing cool records like mine and uh, do your do your food rant again. You know, you can't just, I can't just fucking pick up and start a, a rant, you know? It's the thing that, inv- it just, I, I, I rant when the ranting goes, you know? There's a, there's only a few of us in the business. There's Lewis Black, there's uh, Dennis Miller, um, and, uh, it's a, you know. It's somebody to compare yourself to. Well, I mean, we're both, we're all three of us geniuses. And <laughs> we've all had beards at one time. You ever think about that? Oh. You did have a beard. Oh yeah, you shaved your beard. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, it's real nice that we just did a whole episode. And nobody said anything about that. But <laughs> it was off-putting. It was weird. It was like it was like a there was a you'd been replaced by a model that was designed before you had a beard. I just it's just like you know we spent all this time talking about news crap and Mark's stupid band recording and <laughs> no one even notices that I made a significant change. Tell you, when I was a little kid, when I was two years old, my dad was in the res- army reserves and he had to go off to summer camp every summer. 
and he came back with a mustache and I cried and hid under my bed because there was a strange man in the house. And then the next year when I was three, he did the same thing and I did the same thing. So I didn't know if you were real Mike or fake Mike or my dad. And you also thought, thought cartoons were real too. So I think we're getting a lot of insight into your childhood. Yeah, I think there was some, there was some, other type of trauma happening there unrelated to mustaches mustache trauma you know when i was two and three years old i was in the army reserves it was a child's <laughs> it was a children's branch of the army reserves and i would have to go to summer camp but it was a summer fat camp and how much anyways, did you lose? didn't you just get back from fat camp Is it i go all the time <laughs> i go all the time how do you think i stay i stay marginally thin well, like like I've said before, you look great, and it looks it looks like the granola bars are doing their work. Uh, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, it'd be great if you could have said that in the last episode when I completely <laughs> changed the way I look, and no one said anything. I, I think I'm the most supportive of all of us. I feel I, I feel like a fo- I feel well. like a fool. I feel like a fool even turning my video camera on. Maybe I should just maybe I should just cover up my camera here. Give us a break. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, yeah. Sometimes it's fun ribbing, and sometimes it's just hurtful. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> no, I weirdly, I, I do want to before we go on the, the ketchup uh, thing. Catch right. you up? Yeah, people don't put ketchup on hot dogs unless they're from. Well, just, wait, oh, Chicago's in the Midwest, right? Yeah, ah, they put ketchup on their dogs. People no, in the Midwest just, do we that. We got emails saying. Brian doesn't know what he's talking about. We don't put ketchup on our hot dogs. He in Chicago. True. No, they're like they're like children, so they need sweet things on their hot dogs. That's but what I'm they looking do. right now, right here, at a picture from a evil wiener in Austin, Texas, and there's ketchup, there's lettuce, onions, pickles. I'm not going to eat at some bespoke fucking hot dog place. That is that is not a hot dog place. That is a goth themed porn star, and he puts. <laughs> He puts all the stuff on on his on his penis. I can say it this episode, and uh, you know it's the full fixings. And he he you know so don't don't you you do not want to go to Evil Wiener. He's a he's a local character. You know we've kind of canonized him because he's walks around the street all day. And there's all the local Evil Wiener for mayor. <laughs> All that kind of stuff, but what you know, it's just it's just a little piece of us keeping this town a little bit weird. Wow, is that's anybody... a fun way to that's a fun way to put that, Mike. Wow, yeah. Has anybody ever thought about merchandising that? Keep Austin a little bit weird. It's like a fun. It's a fun spin on something I don't think people typically value about a place, but I like it. Krog, mark that down on. <laughs> Krog. Yeah, Krog, our other intern. Oh, Krog. Is it Craig's brother? Yeah, Craig and Krog. Uh, no, they just, they're not related. They just happen to have... You know, people, you know, people are naming their kids weird shit these days. Yeah, like, we talked about that several times. Yeah, they, they just both they, happen to have the same sloping forehead. It's. I don't think picking up on somebody's deformity is a cool thing to do, Kevin. Yeah, you see, you see genetic deformities, but you don't see somebody who made a major change to their look on their face and shaved. All, all, Neander, right. all Neanderthals have that. That's oh, oh, man. Let's, let's get started. This is pissing me off. And I can see that people in Chicago don't put fucking ketchup on their hot dog, but I think maybe they do. <laughs> Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with... I am Brian Camp. 
I'm Mike Weeby, and now I'm allowed to say my peas this episode, mm, which you, is perfect. You don't have to <laughs> mind your peas and cues. My peas and cues. Mm-hmm. But you do have to mind you do have to mind your cues as your QAnons. You have to listen to everything they say and follow it to the T. But speaking of which, oh, and Mark's here too. <laughs> hey guys. Yeah. So, hey Mark. Uh, we, and I know we didn't do a story. Did we talk about all the Q and No, I don't think we did. We're gonna we're, the, we're gonna cover that uh, okay. in our last story. I am okay, really well, uncomfortable right now because what? no, 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 no. I'm uncomfortable. I don't need, like you, this. You want the whole preamble <laughs> well I, I did, i'm worried that maybe people don't realize that there's the fourth person because he's not always here there's so many okay. times that mark i i really like that intro that was my favorite one i thought i'd shake it up but i, can I don't do, think people know enough about you right now i can do a whole thing this fourth member that's here right now was a gripping character in history he was there when the Third Reich was saturated with drugs on the eve of World War II. Germany was a pharmaceutical powerhouse and the, by such companies as Merck and Bayer. They produced cocaine, opiates, and most of all, methamphetamines. And who was there to administer all of it? Why, it was Mark Ryan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. That's quite an introduction. I just That was actually off a piece that uh, Mark Mark's lovely wife loaned me a book called Blitzed, Drugs Blitzed. in the Third Reich. The reason I'm mentioning it is to remind everyone that I know how to read. <laughs> Despite what you've heard. Yeah, they were, they were, Nazis were, they're all meth, right? Isn't yeah. that their yeah, thing? And, yeah. And also, also, and jerks. you heard it here first folks bold bold stance from the china apologists i don't it's not my place to apologize for what they do all i do is make movies and i try Mm -hmm. to get movies i just I, i try to get people to see things that will bring them joy Right. No matter what country they're in. How about that? By supporting an oppressive regime. I don't support them. I support the... Uh, in word and deed. I support the I support the antics of uh, Jack Warden and his adventures. I support those. His madcap adventures. I would say madcap sexy adventures. Oh, yeah. Is Jack Warden... What is his... Is he, is he an American? Yes. Well, you know, mostly he's misspent most of his time in space and the quantum realm. Okay. So I don't know. Wow. He yeah, was born it, an American. Uh, maybe wait for the Chronicles of Jack coming out this summer. <laughs> All right. So our first, what are we doing here? Our first story comes to us from Channel 2 in Houston, mm. an NBC affiliate. Channel 2. NBC uh, represented sometimes by Peacock, Kevin. Yes. Bong, bong, bong. <laughs> so, yeah, our first story comes from Channel 2 in Houston. In our spectacular Halloween episode, we talked about a Galveston attorney who was detained by police and ticketed for wandering a beach dressed as killer Michael Myers from the Halloween movies. But no, no, I think you mean the Austin Powers movies. We did that joke already, but I still like it. I still yeah. like it. Right. Well, why not take advantage of it the only other time you're going to be able to? Yeah, yeah pretty much. That's the only time I'm ever going to be able to take advantage. I guess I could have said uh, from the Grinch. Oh, no, it was Jim Carrey. Uh, Jim Carrey. From the Cat in the Hat? From the Cat in the Hat movie? Yeah, he was the Cat in the Hat. He was in Mystery Alaska. 
it, since since it was set in Alaska, where they all drooling idiots who <laughs> fall in the ice at the end, thinking just, that it's frozen, and it's just a regular lake, knuckle dragging <laughs> morons. Yeah, they put they, on their ice skates and they accidentally discover water polo while wearing ice skates. They spin around too many times in the ice and just wander off in the woods to die from exposure. Just That's swimming true. in in a lake with skates on, going, the water's broken, the ice is broken. <laughs> <laughs> so back in Texas, we have an oh, update. The Lone Star State. The Michael Myers attorney is at it again. Oh On the Friday before Halloween, the attorney entered the Galveston County Courthouse dressed once again as horror movie murderer Michael Myers. The attorney, who had to argue four cases that day in court, wrote on his social media uh, that the judge triple dog dared him to wear a costume. He also placed on the defense table a display of other Michael Myers masks, as well as a collection of knives covered in presumably fake blood. He then represented his clients for various charges, including driving while intoxicated, assault with bodily injury, and evading a peace officer. When asked how his clients felt about his costume, he told reporters, quote, my clients all loved it. Well, did he get any of them? Oh, is he a defense attorney? Yeah. Yeah. He seems did to be he a defense get them attorney. all off. I mean, I don't care uh, what you wear as long as you get me, get me off my, you know, whatever I'm up against, whatever I'm accused of, whatever I'm falsely accused of. Well, and, and let's, Let's be fair, too. He was dressed like Michael Myers. He wasn't wearing a fucking mask. No, he was wearing a mask. No, nah, he wasn't. Yeah, there, there are pictures in the article of him wearing I a mask. I refuse to believe that he wore a mask into <laughs> a, a courthouse. They would yeah. not have let him enter the courthouse wearing a mask. Well, maybe he put it on when he got in the mask. Because sometimes Michael Myers gets his mask pulled off and he has it's to put true. it back on. That's never. No, that's never happened. No. And then when the, and the, the first time when they show his face even and he looks like a cast member of Mystery Alaska, his, <laughs> his face has never been shown. That's <laughs> not true. It's, it's been the first Halloween. Nope. It's been shown. Never, that never happened. Yes, it does happen. You are misremembering. Jamie Lee Curtis pulls it off, and he just looks like a. Jamie Lee Curtis his... isn't in the first Halloween. Mike, yes, he is. <laughs> it's the movie that made her famous. No, that's the movie with the with the guy in the gorilla costume with the disgraced senator from Minnesota. That's the one with Jamie Lee Curtis in it. He's talking about trading places. He's talking yes. about trading oh. places. And it's not trading places. Who do you think starred in Halloween? Not her first movie. Sissy Spacek. <laughs> Texas his own Sissy Spacek. There you go. That the movie's set in Texas. <laughs> Is that the one where she gets the blood poured on her? No, you're thinking oh, of Carrie. Who was in Carrie, Brian? Sissy Spacek. Okay. She's in both. She was a scream queen. <laughs> She's only been in horror movies. That's her thing. <laughs> She's in the coal miner's daughter. No, you're thinking of Reba. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, the, the coal miner's daughter is about Reba. It stars Sissy Spacek. Is it about Reba or is it yeah, about yeah, Lynn? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's about, it's about Reba. There's, well, there's a lot of movies about Reba. Mm-hmm. You just make every movie. Day, you days see of about. Thunder. 
because she has such a powerful voice. It sounds like, it sounds like <laughs> angels singing <laughs> when the thunder's coming down. My name was Reba, and I think I'm going to hang around. Oh. You know that song? It's a big hit. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You like that song, Fancy? Fancy when I'm putting on my nice clothes, going to a barbecue, gonna do a little drugs through my nose, and then I come back really happy, and I hang out with all the kids, and then when I go back home, the depression kicks back in. Fancy's about doing cocaine. Hmm. So our next story. Are we done with the first story? Yeah, that was it. We just did it. was an update. Oh, he got and he got away with it. He didn't get in trouble. The judge d- triple dog dared him. Sounds like the yeah. It sounds like he got the judge let him in. Do we have a sounder for updates, Mark? I don't know. I just update, update, update when you're really up late. Update, update. It's great. I think we, I think we got something. I'm bringing a lot of, I'm bringing a lot of hip hop flow to this podcast. You really After are. we finish this episode, Mike's going to record an entire album. I could, mm-hmm. I could do it off the dome, and it'd probably be pretty good. Our next story comes to us from Insider.com. Italy is a country widely known for its monuments, some of which date back to the Roman Empire, but now. The city of Kone... I gotta... But now, but now the city of Conegliano in northern Italy has a new monument. A car that has been parked in the same spot for 47 years. The car is a 1962 gray Lancia Fulva. And in 1974, a man who's now 94 parked it on the day he retired... And never moved it again. Lancia? Yeah. Is that an ongoing concern? Is there still, yeah, there's still a type Lancia's. of car? Yeah, one... Uh, i trying to remember the race it won. Hold on. I'm sorry for our international listeners, and I'm not familiar with all car makes. I'm just... I'm a big F1 guy, but... In 1972, yeah. the Lancia Fulva, uh-huh. which is the car that he drove, won the International Rally Championship. Okay. Are they well. still being made? They're still Lancia. Yeah, they're still a Lancia company. Is it an Italian automaker? There's a car that I, uh, an Italian car that I really like called the Labia Volva. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's fun to drive if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it still it exists. Is. It was founded yeah. in 1906. Oh yeah, they still exist, and I've found them all over. <laughs> and it's uh, headquartered in Turin, Italy. Oh, well, good. Are they owned by Alfa Romeo or? Opal no, or some other. Lancia. So they're an independent car maker. Well, not in Italy. They're a major car maker there. It's called Delancia, right? Just just Lancia. Lancia. Yeah, but it comes from the name John Delancia, oh. who's the guy who played Q in Star Trek. Wow. That's pretty cool that that's, well, that explains how he got into acting. That's yep. normally a, a rich person's profession. Oh, so it's owned by uh, Fiat Chrysler, the Fiat Chrysler Group in Italy. Oh, so it's not an independent automaker. It, it, it was for a very long time until 2007. In 1969, it became part of Fiat. This Nobody cares about this. Let's move on. No, so before... People probably care, especially, especially if the guy that played Q owns a car company. <laughs> yeah. I think that's pretty fucking interesting. Think how much money he made when he sold to Fiat. 
Yeah. You know, William Shatner has a bunch of horses. Of horses? Yeah, he's lo- William Shatner has horses. I thought you said divorces, and I thought that oh, was no, probably true. Oh, no, he's got a bunch too. of divorces, too. He has a bunch of divorces, too. And <laughs> some people believe he killed his wife. Yeah, like a drowning thing? Yeah, it's a little... little, little mm. And for, for international listeners, William Shatner famously played Captain Kirk in Star Trek. Captain James Tiberius Kirk mm-hmm. on Star Trek. Some say J.T. Kirk. Some say J.T. Kirk, yeah. Some people mistakenly say Captain Kurt, but it is not. Nobody's ever said that. Well, I just did. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Kirk. a mistake when he did it. Mm-hmm. No, he deliberately said it. Uh, William Shatner. Here's here's a, a film thing for you guys that I know, that I know you guys know too, but I know it, so I'm going to say it because I rarely get to do this. William Shatner also starred in the only movie filmed entirely... In Esperanto. In Esperanto. You... You just got to jump all over it, don't you, you fucking prick? Fine. You know what? No more movie facts from me. I was going to share a lot of... What's the name of that movie, Brian? Joey Esperanto. (laughs) (laughs) So the car became a tourist attraction and local landmark and even has its own marker on Google Maps. Local politicians have even used the car for their own photo ops. Now, I I guess it's important to note here that the car wasn't actually parked very well. It partially blocked the road, partially blocked the sidewalk, and it completely obstructed a bike lane. So after almost five decades, town officials have decided to move the car. The plan is to have the car fully restored and to declare it an official monument, which will be placed in the garden of the school that's across the street. The 94-year-old owner will still be able to see the car from his window, and the town hopes it will remain an iconic monument to parking. You know, that's lovely. That's a, that's a fun, that's a, what do you call it? That's a human, human interest. Human interest story. <laughs> this is, and this one is. When, like Wednesday's child. <laughs> well, that's not a human. That's, a, that's, that's like a sad story, right? The is Wednesday's it? child. Yeah, Yeah, Wednesday's Child was a bummer. Wednesday's Child was a big bummer. There's always the kid that nobody wanted to adopt. The Oddfellas had a song called Wednesday's Child, Thursday's Obituary. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That is a great fucking name. Wow. I don't get why they're doing it, I guess. It was a big tourist attraction for some reason. But But was it? Yeah, it, yeah. It's so people went to Conegliano in northern Italy, as, if I recall what you said a second yeah, ago. Yeah, it is a good pronunciation, Brian. I try. I have respect for our international brothers and sisters, certainly in Italy, which I think we're friends with. Uh, sounds like you... somebody somebody's connected. It sounds like guys. <laughs> <laughs> did you get Did you get mobbed Maybe up? Maybe a maid man. Did you get mobbed up. I think there are several organizations that would be disappointed didn't with you, you immediately camp, assuming. Didn't you tell me camp was short for Camp Easy? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I am, I, I, Italy's a beautiful country. There are beautiful yeah, people. Agreed. Look, this is, this is a place that launched part of a grave site off of a cliff. Yeah, that was cool as shit. Yeah. I love Italy. I love Italy. <laughs> I love Good. Italy. I love Italy. The food. The culture. Nope. Yeah, let's the keep women. going. Yeah. <laughs> Italian women. You know what? Italian women, in my experience, have very nice legs. I think that's okay to say. 
Well, Probably as not. As long as you're not talking about my sister. <laughs> <laughs> you might also say they have, you know, very nice personalities. They're yeah, I'm sure they to do. be around. They're yeah. No, you know, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Right. It, Intelligent, sensitive. You know, Kevin, this might surprise you, but complimenting one thing about a person is not the same as insulting all other things about the person. Well, I, I've never had a compliment before, so I don't, I don't know how That's that That's not true. You're a wonderful human being. Why are you attacking me? There you go. None of this. Mark's cutting all this out. I'm convinced. I can look at his face and I can tell. I think he's making notes right now. Get rid of this bullshit. Our next I hope they keep going so they can be the Guardian. a full episode. The Guardian? What are they yeah. guarding? There we go. Cleveland Guardians. Oh. oh. You mean the uh, roller derby team? Yeah, the yeah. same joke I made last week. Don't you have a Ronda Rowdy t-shirt? <laughs> right, Ronda Rowdy. I do have a Ronda Rowdy t-shirt. A Ronda Rowdy <laughs> tattoo, too. Mm-hmm. Big Ronda Rowdy fan. So, Forest and Bird is New Zealand's leading independent conservation organization protecting wildlife i have one of their t-shirts too what's on it uh just 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 it's a it's an eagle coming out of uh the trees i don't, I don't think they have eagles in new zealand i don't know is it like a is it like a like a wizard thing like i'm imagining it's a almost a black light t-shirt like it's black yeah i mean they got... try to tie, since it's new zealand they try to tie into the whole lord of the rings thing that's all they got going. If you look really close, it looks like Gandalf's riding on one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like very cute. You know, I brought this, saw somebody wearing one. There, somebody saw me wearing my T-shirt, and we were like talking about it. And then I was like, "Why didn't? Why didn't they just get the eagles to take the hobbits to Mordor? You ever um, think about that? You know, as soon as they cut Tom Bombadil out of those movies, well, so one hundred percent, yeah." <laughs> The second that that wasn't included, I knew this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so there's any number of plot holes occur after yeah. that. But the biggest plot hole is you don't have the most crucial character in the entire series doesn't appear. Entire reason that those three books were written mm -hmm. is not in there. Okay, right. Hollywood. Yeah, let's just... Way to, way to piss on Tolkien's grave. So each year, Forrest and Bird holds a bird of the year competition to raise awareness of New Zealand's unique avian wildlife. This year, the competition had about 58,000 votes from around the world. And the winner of bird of the year was a bat. Bats aren't birds. <laughs> Specifically, the winner was the Pekka Pekka Tauro or long tailed bat which is one of just two bats native to New Zealand and one of the rarest mammals in the world. Is it because it tastes so good? Uh, no, oh, it's God. a tiny bat. It's like the size of your thumb. Yeah, so you probably have to eat a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like finger food. Yeah. Popcorn. The bat had been added to the list of nominees by Forrest and Bird, and when asked if this was a publicity stunt, a woman said, quote, a spokeswoman said, quote, Bats are New Zealand's only native land animals. They are classified as nationally critical. They face a lot of the same threats as our native birds do. So this year we thought we'd give it a try and get more people aware of that. What are they critical? Of? What are they critical of? They like real. They like. I hate Batman. <laughs> They're like he doesn't. He doesn't represent what we do. Yeah, they don't fight he's, crime. He, yeah, well, he's just like he's driving around. He says he hates guns. 
He's driving around in a car with missiles on it. Right. What? What's that? How insulting is that the, the world's most famous bat is a man? You know? Yeah, you that? that's that too. And on top of that, a white man. Thanks. Exactly. I think I just think it's important that we have these conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's what people. That's why people really, I think, turn the dial to mm-hmm. us once a week at our the appointed hour. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's PC. I don't know what it is. You know, it's. I, I will say though, you're putting a bat in a bird competition. Here come the PC police. That's what they do. That's what they do. Oh, uh, we got to mm-hmm. put everything. We got to put everything in everything. That's their whole thing. It's everybody. You can't. Everybody has to be everything, and we have to all be the same, but we all are different. We're all snowflakes, but we're all together, and nobody's allowed to, you know, nobody's allowed to have a, a fucking, nobody's allowed to have a replica General Lee from Dukes of Hazard car. Right. <laughs> a very well-liked TV show, I might A add. well-liked TV show about good boys, good old boys. Yeah. <laughs> And these these guys these good these good old boys they were they weren't doing any harm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And honestly, they were beating all you ever saw, and it's you know they, they're the ones that were having trouble with the law pretty much since the day they were born. Yeah, imagine <laughs> going through your whole life that way. I you know I I I spend my me and my wife's savings on replicating that car, and then the PC police, my wife. <laughs> my wife uh she, and she also hates it when i say that too she gets all mad at me and she's just like full of cancel culture because i because i spent you know all the money that you know her her family had inherited on a car that is only going to go up in value investment it's an investment what if they make a back to what if they make a what if they make a back to Hazard County movie and it stars and I don't know it probably star Timothy Chalamet and Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal has to dye his hair blonde. Who would be cousin Jesse? Who? I think who would be cousin or Jesse? Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse. Cousin Jesse. Uh, Uncle Jesse. He's somebody's um, cousin. They'll probably do prosthetics and let John Stamos do it. Yeah. Like Stellan Skarsgård and she in a the Dune movie. So, so this isn't the first time the competition. Not, is- no, no, no. Stellan Skarsgård's not really that fat. He's not bald, and he can't float on a hover thing. Oh, he played. He played. That's movie magic. Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Yeah. Or they say okay. it a different way in the movie, don't they? They call it Harkonnen. Yeah. You say Peter Skarsgård? That's who that is. No, Stellan Skarsgård was the guy in Dune. Peter Skarsgård, I think, is somebody. There's a Peter, and then there's also uh, there's a bunch of Skarsgårds out there. There's a couple of Skarsgård. also well, the one of the kids also played Pennywise. Yeah, and the other one played a vampire. So this isn't the first time the competition has sparked controversy either. In 2019, there were I claims, forgot what the competition is already. Uh, bird of the year. Oh yeah, 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 that. In 2019, there were claims of election meddling when hundreds of Russian votes came in. Those votes were judged legit. But in 2018, 300 Australian votes were disqualified for trying to rig the competition to favor a bird called the shag. Good for the Australians. (laughs) Uh, that, That doesn't seem like that was something... That was an Australian thing. That seems something more like an English thing, specifically Austin Powers. Glad you didn't miss the opportunity, Mike. <laughs> Me too. 
how did how do they how does he say it is there a he's i'm having like, a hard time hearing it right like, now i guess i'll tell you what my favorite bird is a shag baby <laughs> <laughs> So our last story comes to us from Indy 100, uh, which is part of the independent uh, newspaper. It's a race, right? The Indy 100? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a fast race. They drive fast. Very fast. You know what will probably fucking win that race, too? The goddamn General Lee. Oh, now is it so bad? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Starting to sound like a better and better investment all the time. So as you may have heard, hundreds of followers of QAnon recently gathered in Dallas's Dealey Plaza in anticipation of the reappearance of John F. Kennedy, who would be over 100, I believe 103, and his son, John F. Kennedy Jr. For anyone who may not know, President John F. Kennedy was killed in Dealey Plaza 58 years ago, and John F. Kennedy Jr. died in a plane crash 22 years ago. Well, I guess we're I guess we're just a part of the regular lamestream media, if that's what we're saying. <laughs> if we're reporting those as facts. Right. I think that's dubious. I also mm-hmm. think the listeners should know that both Mark and Mike have played shows that is a venue that is a shrine to the assassination of John F. Kennedy. The book depository? No, you put the, the, the theater where they play. The Texas Theater, so, that's where they caught the nefarious Lee Harvey Oswald, mm-hmm. who was famously framed for shooting JFK. Did you guys know what? that what? JFK had a secretary no. whose last name was Lincoln? Oh, uh, no, really? That's and good. Lincoln Wait, what? had a secretary whose last name was Kennedy. What Whoa. the fuck? I think the craziest thing was that back then... They allowed an Irish bitch to be secretary. <laughs> Could have been a man or a woman. I, yeah, I, I, I believe. Uh, I believe the the secretary was a man. Oh, they definitely weren't letting Irish men do anything back then. They became cops, uh, right? That's why they became cops. Well, huh? I guess. Yeah, you know, Irish people had it pretty rough for a while there. Yeah. They sure did. And I'm a direct. Uh, I'm I'm of direct Irish descent. And I've had it harder than you guys. Oh, okay. You've had it. I've okay. had it harder than you guys. <laughs> Wait, one more time. I want to make sure we get that. I have had a more difficult life mm-hmm. because of my heritage uh-huh. than the rest of you uh-huh. with your mixed Anglo wealth. And <laughs> that is so strange. <laughs> yeah, with you. I'm not, listen, I'm not a royal bloodline. I've had to. I, I, I guess my point is, I've had to work for everything that I have. It's self self made. I would say I picked myself up by my bootstraps. My boots didn't have straps. <clears throat> yeah, but you had boots. They were flip flops for a while. <laughs> this story is old as time. So, not surprisingly, JFK and JFK Jr. did not appear that day, but someone else did. Who? Namely, the Rolling Stones. That night, the Rolling Stones performed at Dallas's Cotton Bowl, and some QAnon people noticed that Keith Richards looked very similar to John F. Kennedy. One person mm. tweeted, and I want to point this out, they tweeted this in all caps, quote, whether you like it or not, JFK Sr. was there, and I feel he was Keith Richards. I, uh, I uh, would like some heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Another responded, quote, well, 
JFK and Keith Richards do kind of look alike. Contrary to this, however, a Rolling Stone article also claims there's a lot of QAnon chatter that Keith Richards was actually JFK Jr., even though he was born 20 years earlier. But others in QAnon claim this is impossible because Jagger and Richards are actually using adrenochrome to stay virile, which is the only reason they can stay healthy despite their lifetime of libertine antics and hard drug use. Does anybody think they're healthy? I do not believe for one second that anybody in QAnon knows the word libertine and how to use it correctly in a sentence. That was that I took that word from uh, the Rolling Stone article. Oh, did it ever confuse you? Did it? I see Rooney back here again. <laughs> Isn't it confusing that there's a band called the Rolling Stones and then there's a magazine called Rolling Stone and the magazine is about rock music and sometimes they would have the Rolling Stones on the cover of Rolling Stone and then you've got you've got Bob Dylan mumbling about a Rolling Stone too. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm back. Mike, I'm back. Uh, but Andy Rooney has a point. Uh, mm-hmm. It used to confuse me a little bit when I was a kid. And I don't <laughs> like being confused. I've always heard that the expression, a rolling stone gathers no moss, is actually misunderstood. And it's the point is that it's bad to be a rolling stone and gathering moss is a good thing. Oh, Why is it a good thing? I have no idea. That's just what I've heard. I thought that it was a Rolling Stone, and then it was the po- the Taco Bell thing. Live Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's part of it. I think it's a whole the whole kind of poem thing. A Rolling Stone gathers no moss, meaning it's just that one word Spanish. A Rolling Stone gathers no more because it can't gather with its friends because it's rolling down a hill. Oh. And guess what? You can't hang out with people. When you're just going head head first down a hill, so sometimes you need to stop stop the fucking rolling that you're doing in yeah. life and just take a look around and go look around and go like, hey, you know what? Just connect with people. Oh yeah, yeah I'm uh, a rock. Yeah, rocks aren't supposed to move. Maybe I should just sit down, stop doing things I'm not supposed to do, like roll. I'm just gonna sit around and be with my friends, with my other stones. Oh. And you know what? Maybe we all get stoned. Oh. That's on, that's an entendre that rocks make to get high. Maybe listen to some some crunchy tunes. Yeah, uh, just a little. Let's just like listen to some fucking. Let's talk about some dank memes, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so to get to the bottom of this mystery, I talked to someone who was there, friend of the show, Scott Bags. Uh, when I asked him about this, he said the show was excellent. The mm. sound was fantastic, but. Even though he was there for the whole thing and had good seats, he didn't happen to see JFK or JFK Jr. And I know he and I know Scott and I know he's always on the lookout for those two. Yeah. He's always ready to he's right always ready to spot a dead person. I mean, he's what? Like his his business is what? 3 miles from Dealey Plaza? Yeah, I mean, and definitely he would show up, you know. Yeah. Cuz that's one of the most famous thing cops say. People that fake their own death always come back to the scene of the faking. They always come back to the scene of the crime. Mm-hmm. Like every episode of Hill Street Blues had that line in it. Yeah. 
well, we'll just stake out there. Just stake it out. That's what happens. I don't know if you guys know about law enforcement. I know a little bit because I've done it on my own. But um, Mostly bounty hunting, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and a lot of just, you know, a lot of vigilante work, really. Sure. But um, anytime someone is murdered or killed, the cops always stake out that place for months afterwards, just waiting for the person to possibly show up and just take a look at where they fake their own death. And sometimes the real creepos, they like to go and jack off where they fake their own death. You're saying that, wait, if, if I understand you correctly, you're saying right now, John F. Kennedy is sitting in the glass, in the grassy knoll, just knocking one off. I'm not, I listen, this is, we do not have the time for me to explain to you what really happened to Kennedy and to prove all the evidence that I have. And I'd have to turn the, the, turn this camera around and show the giant complicated board with (laughs) string going to other pictures and stuff. Uh But uh, you're asking me, is JFK in the book suppository jacking (laughs) off right now? The grassy knoll, but that's next to the book suppository. You know what? The the actual, the sonic ray that they shot that actually killed him, that actually exploded his head, that was from the book suppository. Okay. They did shoot a bullet from the grassy knoll, but it was actually a sonic bullet untraceable mm. by 1960s standards but mm-hmm. fortunately they sh- they brought the gun from the year 2029 oh. we're only just a few years away from we're actually well, or a few years away from the assassin who some people think like oh it's awful he killed a president but maybe he did a thing that stopped the entire world from going into a world nuclear war Ah. So in 2029, John F. Kennedy will be 112. What's all that adrenochrome? That shit's that shit's as powerful as Red Bull. That adrenochrome. Mm-hmm. And how do I know about this assassination? Let's just say I've been working on a secret project that I think will start working right around 2029. Is this a J- Jack Wharton uh, movie? This is not a movie, my friend. <laughs> this is about saving the world. Uh. Oh. Maybe, you know, but I will say a lot of the Jack Wharton adventures come from, uh, they're inspired by, let's just call them real events. What what else would you, don't you just call real events real events? Let's just say that sometimes things that seem like a bad thing when they're happening, maybe mm-hmm. actually helped out another thing to have happen. Let's Wait, just say, what? let's just say. Had OJ's wife and sexy pool boy guy not been murdered, we probably would have had a a big earthquake in California. So the death of Nicole Brown Simpson Correct. Brutal, brutal averted an, an earthquake. Under That's, the ground. I'm not saying that, but just think about if that did happen. Well, you've really opened my eyes. Let's just say that let's just say that someone who was, you know, in college around mm-hmm. that time found out that if Nicole Brown Simpson and the dude she was, I'll say it banging, didn't die, that there was going to be a giant earthquake. It was going to kill thousands of people. You have to like the, the, you know, uh, captain, captain Kirk himself said, I think the, Kirk. the, the be, captain Kirk said the benefits of the many outweigh the benefits of the few. 
Remember in the, that? Well, from, in, the, in, the, in the good ones, yeah. From, from the, the same episode, the, the triples in it. The trouble with triples. That's a good one. Yeah, and it's the best one. And so let's just say that some high school kid found out about about that and made a trip from, I don't know, let's just make it up, Denton, Texas, all the way to Los Angeles, California. And while he was there, he went to Men's Chinese Theater and saw the premiere of Swim Fan. <laughs> I think that was... Years later. That was like 2001. Well, this person has clearly demonstrated that they know a thing or two about time travel. So uh, You just made his point, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that that person got murdered, uh, that these people got murdered, and let's, just, let's also just like take a step back and go like, were there any giant earthquakes that killed thousands of people and collapsed all of Los Angeles into the ocean since then? Huh. Huh. Wait, let me do my math. Nope. You have to type to do your math? Yep. That's his calculator. That's it's, a ca- it's a calculator that I spent a lot of money on. Weird thing to say about a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm just saying, listen, I'm just saying words, and when they go together, mm-hmm. do they mean anything? Yeah, but do they? I don't know. Legally, <laughs> legally, can I get in trouble for these words? No. I don't think so. You've outfoxed us all. I'm not saying I know anything about any of this stuff. I'm not saying that I just ordered a whole bunch of uh, parts on Amazon to have maybe some of the same parts that would maybe, let's just say, have a working time pod. (laughs) Oh. Uh, we we will want to uh, profile that when you have it built. I'm just saying maybe I know somebody who has a whole bunch of solar panels installed. But the solar panels are not installed to the energy of his house. It's so powerful. It's to a little device that maybe is in this person's garage. So, yes, if said person did have to travel back to nineteen whenever Kennedy was killed, yeah. If this person, let's just say, traveled forward to get a uh-huh. sonic gun. That is, it's actually from the year, this is actually made in the year 2099. And when when guns are literally bought in vending machines, and this Sonic gun literally has Sonic the Hedgehog emblazoned on it. Nice. And then that person traveled back to uh, uh, 1960, um, when Kennedy was shot, and traveled his way up into the book suppository and gave. The Sonic Gun to one John F. Hinckley Lee Oswald. Wow. And said, hey, hold this. Look at this crazy thing. And then maybe that person went and went down to a grassy knoll with a pack of black cats. Black cats being fireworks that sound quite a bit like a gun. Maybe they also cause a little smoke that people might see coming from there. And guess what? The one thing I forgot to tell <laughs> you. The sonic gun is destroyed after two shots. Whoa. So it just evaporates. The first shot shoots the sonic ray, and the second one destroys the gun. <laughs> and maybe, maybe some fellow who was coerced into just taking a random shot, what he thought was a random shot, in the, in the middle of Dallas on one day, and then he's like, shit, 
I want to go see a movie. <laughs> yeah. But guess what? If I if I if I recall correctly, since the year 1960s till now. <laughs> 1963. Yeah, whatever. We're just, we're just, we're just, I'm just giving, this is just, this is so hypothetical. <laughs> just, just what ifs, right? Yeah. A giant volcano the size of Kansas didn't show up in Kansas. <laughs> the worst place for one of those. I know. And shoot, what's the middle of the country? Also, it's yeah. where the gateway to hell is in a place called Stole. Maybe Stoll didn't open up and giant lava balls fell everywhere and making the entire U.S. just a barren plain. Let me ask you guys this. Is currently America like Pompeii with a bunch of people that were uh, soul and ash, but they were fucking when it happened? I think not. I'm just gonna leave, I'm gonna stop. I'm just gonna leave that right there. Just these random ideas that I'm throwing out. Wow, that's that's quite a lot for all of us and the listeners to consider. Yes. Really mm-hmm. blowing it open. I don't I don't know why, but I'm I'm most bothered by the fact that a gun manufacturer in the future might license Sonic the Hedgehog to put on a weapon that self-destructs after <laughs> shots. It seems, well, like a, it seems like quite the investment. I know. Well, that is, I mean, that is a very, you know, that's that's signaling the idea that things get really, you know, violent and apocalyptic and dystopian yeah. in the future. And, you know, that, that would be a rough timeline. And that's a timeline that, you know, maybe somebody would have to go to. But, and then for that, for that timeline to be averted, I mean, what would happen if... A boat with, oh, I don't know, let's just say Eddie Murphy and John Stamos and Hillary Clinton were to blow up. Are you, are you threatening that? Yeah, I'm <laughs> not threatening anything. I'm not threatening anything. But if we get to the year 2099 and that has happened, that boat has blown up and there's not, we're not living in a dystopian future where you can buy guns and vending machines that blow up in two things. Let's just say that I'm doing a lot of math somebody here. did his job right. I, I I desperately want to see like it's it's fascinating, Mike, because I I can see that there's there's something to this. I really would like to see these events, these hypothetical events, diagrammed out with how all of this works together. I think it's very possible. Can we just agree to let's just say? I think that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. This Thanksgiving, when you're asked what you're thankful for, I want you to proudly declare, I'm thankful for I and fucking S, Grandma. Check out our merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week. You can, you can also say, we miss you, Grandma. I, hey, can I say what? Can we all say what we're? Can we all say what we're thankful for? Oh shit! Okay, what are you thankful for, Michael? I'm thankful that there's not a giant fucking volcano that has destroyed. <laughs> it's the size of Kansas that has destroyed the entire U.S. I'm thankful for that. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.